scratches and pops is my dad Frank Beccarello. Thanks sweetie and thank you for tuning in to episode 128 of Spinning My Dad's Vinyl. Even though both my dad and I played trumpet in our respective high school bands, we had way more percussionists in the family. My brother Mike was a drummer as were all three of his sons. My sister Michelle's son minors in percussion at Baldwin-Wallace University, and we've gone to see his ensemble perform a couple of times, which just all means we all grew up in loud households. So, get ready to hear music led by the instrument even I learned how to play in Volume 128, Let There Be Drums. It's Sandy Nelson with the title track of this album, Let There Be Drums, written by Richard Polidor and Sandy Nelson. Okay, why this record for this episode? Well, I was not at all familiar with Sandy Nelson. Shame on me. I should have been. 
Through my research for this episode, I found out he was a much sought-after session drummer who helped record a few hits, and that he was instrumental in elevating the importance of drums in early rock and roll. Now, I am familiar with a few of the tunes on this record, and most of you will be familiar with at least one. I chose this album because of the aforementioned family packed with percussionists. I love going over to my sister's house whose front room is filled with drums and other pieces to pound on. Until recently, my nephew was playing the drum set that belonged to my brother when we were in high school. That was the drum set I learned enough on to sit in with bar bands in the 1990s for... Eh, a song or two anyway. You can also tell just by listening that this was the sound of the late 50s and early 60s, and Sandy took full advantage with this and other recordings. Although I'm pretty sure my mom had something to do with the purchase of this album. Now for a song that was originally performed by another early rock and roll artist. Slippin' and Slidin', written by Richard Pennyman, also known as Little Richard. Okay, let me tell you about my dad's vinyl I have chosen for this episode. Sandy Nelson, Let There Be Drums, on the Imperial label number LP9159. It's a vinyl LP album mono format. Its country of origin is the U.S., and it was also released in Canada, the U.K., and Australia. It was released in 1961. Its genre is rock and its style is rock and roll. We will hear eight 
of the nine songs on this album. The only one we won't hear is an almost 10-minute long drum solo. The rest of the songs are very short. And as for the liner notes, those are relatively long, so I'll only read some. If you've heard Sandy Nelson's single, Let There Be Drums, then stop right here. Read no further. You may as well play the album and have a ball. Why waste the eye strain? You're already hip to his brand of music making and need no words of introduction. If it so happens that you are among the few uninitiated who haven't caught the record, well, now don't despair. By sheer coincidence, it is included among the nine selections in this album. When you listen to this recording, you'll notice one thing. The beat's the thing. The way Sandy Nelson lays it down. What's so unusual about the rhythm? That's what the experts wanted to know. As you may have gathered from the remarks above, a new sound was born. Listeners were fascinated by the freshness of his style and a feeling of rhythmic excitement they never before encountered. Sales soared, so did the curiosity of those experts. He has a unique style of mixing up various drum patterns while still retaining the same beat. What is, indeed, remarkable is that one so young has become as accomplished an artist. Despite his youth, Sandy Nelson is a veteran of the drums. He broke in at quite an early age, performing with local bands around the Los Angeles area. Since then, he played side-by-side -side with leading musicians in many sessions in the Hollywood recording studios. Okay, let's see what prices this record is being sold at on Discogs.com. $8.99 for the highest, $1.06 for the lowest, for a $3.72 average and a $3.49 median. It was last sold on May 4th, 2023 for $2.99. eBay had copies from $0.99 cents to $13, and I found several on Amazon from $10 to $20. Now, my dad's copy is in really good condition, probably because he still had the record inside the internal sleeve, and it really does doesn't look like this record uh, was played very much. Not a whole lot of wear and tear on the record itself. And the cover is in really good condition. Not much wear and tear. It was probably in one of the piles that he had hidden away for many years. Plus, there's no address label on the front or even the present, the ever-present green magic marker streak with the words posted on the back. So I will value my dad's vinyl at two bucks. And now, uh, none for me, please. It already tried to kill me twice, and I will not give it a third chance.
spinning my dad's vinyl. That was My Girl Josephine, written by Dave Bartholomew and Antoine Domino, better known as Fats Domino. And before that, we heard Tequila, written by Chuck Rio. And I know you just wanted to shout that title, even though it wasn't part of this recording, didn't you? <laughs> okay, let's learn a little about the life of this popular drummer. And this comes from a story about his death on the website Not So Modern Drummer. Sandy Nelson, a drummer whose flashy style and propulsive rhythms helped elevate the importance of the instrument in early rock and roll, died February 14, 2022 in Boulder City, Nevada. The cause of death was not reported. However, Nelson had been in hospice for some time. He was 83. Nelson was the rare drummer who became a star in his own right during Rock's early years. He placed two singles in the Billboard Top 10, Teen Beat in 1959 and Let There Be Drums two years later. His subsequent singles, most released on Imperial Records, continued to chart until the end of that decade and his albums were popular as well. His 1962 collection, also titled Let There Be Drums, landed in the top 10, and he followed that up with 10 more charting LPs. A 1963 motorcycle accident didn't stop him. Nelson lost his right foot and part of that leg to amputation, but continued to make music until late in his life. 
born Sander Lloyd Nelson on December 1st, 1938 in Santa Monica, California. He attended University High School in Los Angeles, a school also attended by future recording star Nancy Sinatra and the duo of Jan Barry and Dean Torrance, who would become famous as Jan and Dean. Inspired at first by jazz drummers Gene Krupa and Cozy Cole, Nelson, initially billed as Sammy Nelson, quickly found work as a session drummer in the L.A. studios. He became a member of the Renegades, a band featuring future Beach Boy Bruce Johnson and others who would become loyal mainstays and cut the single Geronimo, produced by Kim Fowley. In 1959, during a break on a session, Nelson and other musicians came up with the instrumental that they would call Teen Beat. Released on the original sound label, it shot up to number four nationally in Billboard. The drummer then signed with Imperial, home to Fats Domino and Ricky Nelson, and recorded Let There Be Drums, which rose to number six. The same titled album also reached that position. See, I told you I'd bring you good stuff on this show. In 1962, Nelson's final top 40 entry, Drums Are My Beat, made it to number 29 and was followed by a remarkable seven more charting singles that year alone. During this period, Nelson recorded no fewer than eight albums during an 18-month period while also keeping busy with session dates during that period. Although his 1963 accident required a lengthy hospital stay and painful rehab, he now wore prosthetics. Nelson vowed to continue working as a musician, and he built a home studio where he recorded Teen Beat 65, which just missed the top 40 in late 1964. In addition to drums, Nelson learned how to play piano and other instruments. Although he no longer reached the charts with his music, Nelson contributed to play drums into the current century. According to Wikipedia, he recorded an album titled Nelsonized in 2008. Nelson has been cited as an influence by Keith Moon, and other rock drummers who dominated rock after he made his pioneering contributions. That was posted February 28th, 2022, and I'll drop the link in this episode's liner notes. Next up, uh, what's that I hear?
Big Noise from Winnetka, written by Bob Crosby, Bob Haggard, Gil Rodin, and Ray Baudick. Time now for this episode's interesting side note, and it has to do with how Sandy lost his leg. In 1963, Nelson was living the high life. He'd signed to Imperial Records and had two charting singles with money rolling in. He'd drive to Santa Monica on his motorcycle every week to visit his fiancée. And then a violent accident changed his life forever. A school bus came around the corner, the sharpest curve in Mulholland Drive, and Nelson grazed it with his elbow, thinking he'd escaped ill fate. Quote, I thought, I hope I have some Band-Aids at home, not realizing that a split second later, my right foot would get caught in the wheel of the bus, unquote. Nelson's leg was mangled in the crash, and he spent the next six weeks in the hospital. His right leg was removed due to gangrene. In two months, Nelson's life had been turned upside down. He and his fiancée would never wed, and there were times he felt like giving up, like when he got fitted for his prosthetic. His new leg was uncomfortable, and the process, painful. But a young boy in the same room gave him hope. Quote, he lost both legs playing in the railroad yards. He had two of those test legs on, and he was on the parallel bars with a big smile, Nelson says, holding back tears. He'd continue to play the drums and release records, positioning his hi-hat on the right so he could play with his prosthetic. And he developed an even better technique on the bass drum. I never thought of just stopping, Nelson says. I always ended up playing in some situation. Now, that was an excerpt from a much bigger article I found at LasVegasWeekly.com called A Giant of Surf Rock, Drummer Summer Sandy Nelson Might Be Boulder City's Best Storyteller. It was posted on October 1st, 2015, and I'll pop that link into this episode's liner notes. And now, two more written by Sandy's friend, and guitar player. Spinning my dad's vinyl. 
Get With It, written by Richard Polidor. And before that, we heard Quite a Beat, written by Richard Polidor and Sandy Nelson. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed bringing it to you. The drum set is the engine of most pop, rock, and jazz music. And we just heard an album filled with some great drumming on top of there being just some really good music. And with my family's deep connection to the instrument, I'm glad I got to this album. This is kind of an odd album in my dad's collection, which is why I think this album actually belonged to my mom. She was more into early rock and roll music. My dad was more into jazz, classical, and pop. It doesn't really look like this record was played much, and I don't remember this album cover at all, which... I would have if I had seen it around. The cover art is a cool abstract of a drum set from the drummer's perspective. It was done by illustrator Jim Johnson, who according to Discogs.com, designed the cover for 108 albums in the 1950s and 1960s. Okay, let's bounce on out of here. Bouncy, written by Sandy Nelson. And there you have selections from a popular and influential early rock and roll drummer. So thanks for tuning in to volume 128, Let There Be Drums, however you did. If you want more information about this show, head over to spinningmydadsvinyl.com. I'll be back next week with all my skips, scratches, and pops for volume 129, Brass's Beat for Father's Day. Until then, go with the flow, my friends.